Hello and welcome to the First Poor Podcast. The first instalment of this podcast is being recorded on the 30th of December and is the first podcast in what I hope will be an informative, educational, but more importantly fun series of podcasts. The format that I hope to follow will be that of uh, a mixture of research topics, but as time goes by, I do hope to have uh, guests on the show, uh, and that this podcast will take more of a kind of discussion on topics of interest, but um, at the moment I'm hoping to... um, have more of a primary focus on, on nature, but uh, I will be covering uh, topics you know, in the areas of sport, politics, current affairs, history, uh, other various bits and pieces. So it, although there is a primary focus there, it can be quite open-ended as time goes by. In this first episode of the First Poor Podcast, I'll be talking about the island of Favignana, its natural and cultural history, and the Tanara, which was the centre of the community on the island for over a thousand years. The island of Favignana lies 11 miles to the west of Sicily and forms part of the Agadian Islands, which also comprise of the islands of Maritimo and Levanzo. Favignana's name is derived from the word Favonio, which describes the warm, dry wind that would sweep down over the island. The Phoenicians used the island as a stopping point while crossing the Mediterranean Sea on their trading routes until the Punic War, where the two largest armies of ancient times, the Carthage and the Romans, engaged in a series of wars that took place off the waters of Sicily and North Africa. This war ended in the defeat of the Carthaginian army where a fleet of 200 Roman ships took on 400 Carthage vessels and as a result of this war many Phoenicians died and washed up on the shores of the northeast part of Favignana. As a result the shores of the northeast of Favignana became known as Calarossa or Red Cove. The island of Favignana was then taken over by the Romans when the war ended. However, during the Middle Ages, Favignana was occupied by the Arabs in the Islamic conquest of Sicily and was subsequently taken over by the Normans in the 11th century. In the 15th century, the island was hired out to merchants from Genoa. However, During these times, it was the Spanish who were the first to systemically exploit the tuna off Favignana. In the 1870s, the island of Favignana was acquired by Ignacio Florio, who continued to invest in the town of Favignana and built the tuna cannery on the island. In addition to this, calcironite quarries were opened and stone was exported to the Tunisians and Libyans. This contributed greatly to the economy of Favignana. If visiting Favignana today, you will notice how the coastline is mostly made up of this calcironite stone. Few beaches exist on the island. However, speaking from first-hand experience, I can tell you that some of the best swims can be had in these crystal clear waters.
The Tanara of Favignana was one of many Tanaras that existed from the time of the Phoenicians. Tanaras were a common way of fishing for bluefin tuna in Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Sardinia and Sicily and also parts of the mainland Italy. However, for all intents and purposes, one could argue that the most famous of these was the Tanara of Favignana. The Tanara was a traditional way of life for the inhabitants of the island. Every spring, bluefin tuna would migrate to their favoured spawning grounds off the coast of Sicily, travelling from the Atlantic to the Sicilian waters via the Straits of Gibraltar. The fishermen, or Tanarotti, would hunt these tuna by means of systemic drift netting. The knowledge of this was passed down from the Arabs to the Sicilians in the 9th century BC. Each year, the fishermen would gather around March and April to prepare for the arrival of the tuna in May. The tuna season was quite short, however, and only lasted in the six weeks between May and June. However, such a system of netting, ropes, anchors, and the required boat work required to be ready that meeting in the early spring was a necessity, sir. The Tanara involved the laying down of 16 kilometers of nets in corridors and holding pens around the bay. Tuna, swordfish and other species of fish were trapped in these corridors and nets that once inside the system of nets there was no way back. The final piece of this system was called the Camera del Morte or death chamber where the ritual of the matanza or slaughter would occur amidst rhythmic chanting and singing from approximately 50 to 60 fishermen. While this was happening, the fishermen or Tanarati would slowly but surely lift 30 meters deep nets to the surface. The matanza involved clubbing, spearing and hooking the tuna which typically weighed about 300 kilograms and lifting these from the Camaral del Morte onto the boats. As you can imagine with such fish, it would take a few men just to lift a single fish. Once the tuna were lifted onto these boats, they were then transported then to the adjoining cannery for processing. Of these fishermen, the most famous was the Reyes, or in Arabic, this meant leader. The last of these to oversee the Tanara was a man named Giochino Cataldo, who was the Reyes from 1996 until 2008. Cataldo took over the Tanara as part of the fisherman's co-op and invested as much as he could into the Tanara. Traditionally, the Reyes was a figure who simply gave orders and supervised the fishermen. But in the latter years of the Tanara's operational existence, the Reyes would be hands-on in ensuring jobs were completed. It was not uncommon for arguments to break out as the Reyes authority was challenged from time to time. And this was only compounded on occasions by the challenging weather and sea conditions. 
Historically, women played a bigger role in the Tanara by working in the cannery to process the tuna. However, due to depleting stocks and the scaling back of operations, women could be seen praying to the Madonna under the crucifix of the Shrine of the Three Crosses, which overlooked the Tanara. I visited the island of Favignana while holidaying in Sicily. The island can be reached by boat from the port of Trapani and takes just under an hour. The Tanara today is a museum and tourist attraction, well worth visiting. If heat is not your thing, I would highly recommend going in June or September where temperatures are typically in the pleasant mid to high 20s. The town of Favignana is a great spot for seafood, coffee, ice cream and various other local treats. So, that's the first episode of the First Port Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found it very informative. I hope to be back with some more episodes soon. I hope you enjoy the remaining Christmas holidays and wish you a happy new year. Till next time, goodbye.